I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to This is the Jet Life with Dan Burnham. Your guide to the New York Jets, sports, and much more. And now, your host, Dan Burnham. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another off-season edition of This Is The Jet Life. With free agency just a few days away, it's time for us to get familiar with some of the names that'll be on the Jets' radar. We're going to take a look at the current roster makeup and financial standing of the team, make sure that we do our best to find and prioritize the many needs that are facing the Jets, right? With only four wins in 2018, we got loads of cap space. We got a league low players under contract right now, and we've got our work cut out for us. We need to keep in mind that in free agency, like all other free agencies, players get paid a lot. If you can't draft the players yourself, you're forced to go out there and find them on the open market where supply and demand skyrockets prices. Great players are going to get paid record deals. Good players are going to get paid like they're great players. That's just how it works. It's extremely important that Mike McCagden is very aggressive to turn this team around and possibly save his job, but he has to make the right financial decisions so we don't face another quick roster teardown that we're used to almost every time the Jets spend big in free agency. A couple years later, they're trying to tear it down and get rid of those contracts. Now, this is the time of year when everybody and their brother has an opinion on what their favorite team should do, and I'm no different. I can't predict the future or speak to any certainty on how the Jets are going to approach this free agency, but I'm going to put my GM hat on and do my best, ranking the positions of need and the players I'd like to see fill those positions most. So, without further ado, let's do it. We're going to start by taking a look at the schedule of how this is all going to go down. Alright, so Monday begins the legal tampering period, and that's when the team is allowed to start reaching out to these prospective free agents about, you know, coming to join the team. Start to get a feel for them, get a pulse, where are they looking to go, what are they looking to make, how many teams have interest, whatever else. You know, are you healthy? Do you think you can play in our system? Gauge interest and maybe start working out some contracts and things like that. Now, obviously all these players are still under contract until free agency begins. Last year, the 2018 season doesn't end until Wednesday at 3 p.m. Right when that ends, everybody that was, you know, about to be a free agent instantly becomes a free agent. Once they're free, you can go after them. So you can't get them on Monday, you can't get them on Tuesday, you can't sign these prospective free agents yet, but you're allowed to start talking to them on Monday. A lot of deals are going to be made, you know, little loose things here and there. Players are going to start getting interest gauged in them, and it's all going to start to kind of roll. You may hear some deals being given out Tuesday night. You know, teams are agreeing in terms to X deal. Nobody can sign anything or actually do anything until Wednesday. So that's when free agency really begins, Wednesday at 3 p.m. So when the league year ends, that's when it's going to get absolutely nuts. You're going to see names flying off the board. This guy, that team, who's got money? He's getting a huge deal. That's setting the market for this guy. You know, what does that mean about everything else? It's going to be a snowball effect all around the league, and the Jets are likely going to be very, very active early because they have so much money, so many positions of need. They have the least amount of players under contract right now, so when you look across the board, there's almost every single position. They're going to have to find either a starter or a depth guy. They're changing their system. They've got a new offensive scheme with Adam Gase. They've got a new defensive scheme with Greg Williams. 
And I know Greg Williams typically runs a 4-3. They say they're going to be a base 3-4 this year. But when it comes down to it, Greg Williams runs over 40 different defensive sets. And you can't set for just a 4-3 defense or just a 3-4. You're going to have to have some hybrid players. You're going to have to have guys that can fill in roll spots, come in, bench, a lot of mixing it up. It's not going to be 11 guys on defense. You're going to be playing, starting basically 15, 16 guys, just depending on the set, the matchup, how the game flow is dictated, everything, and you know how you're running your defense. But... Um, there's a lot of stuff that they're going to have to take a look at, and they're going to have to be aggressive to make sure that they get the right guys for the team. So we're going to start talking to those guys on Monday. We're going to start signing those guys on Wednesday. And then from then, it's probably going to go for, you know, a week or two. It'll it'll sort of die down. You know, the weekend is going to be a little bit busy, too, and then it's going to die down a little bit. Teams are going to be meeting with those remaining free agent players, start giving them workouts, taking them out, and... Uh, you know, they'll continue signing guys throughout the year, but a lot of the big names are going to be pursued, and they may not last long. Now, the Jets also have a uniform reveal on April 4th, where they're finally going to be showing us these new branded uniforms, the new logo, if they got a new one of those, whatever colors they've added in and, and whatnot. So that's going to be exciting. Everyone's been kind of curious to see where they're going to go. Hopefully it's not some ridiculously modern, dumb-looking uniform like the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hopefully we don't get something like uh, those green bean uniforms we wore last year with a green helmet, green pants, green shirts. Hopefully we don't wear uh, something like that, but we'll see. That's going to be hosted by J.B. Smoove. If you're not familiar with who he is, he's a very funny comedian. He plays Leon on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He plays in the Celebrity All-Star Game in the NBA a lot, and uh, and he's going to be good. So they're going to do a big thing, a, a little bit of a cash grab and, and make an event out of it, but uh, hopefully it's going to be good. And, you know, a lot of us Jets fans are interested in buying the new jersey, uh, regardless of what it is, because we want to get the updated jersey, you know, Sam Darnold or Chris Herndon, whoever you want to get, and uh, and hopefully it's a good one. You know, we're going to be looking at this, you know, if history tells us anything, this uniform may last, you know, 20 years or so, so hopefully it's, uh, <laughs> hopefully it pleases everybody. We got an old fan base, a lot of people that were around for that 1969 Super Bowl, we got a lot of, uh, you know, not as many young fans because the team doesn't win right now. A lot of the people either were, you know, born into a family that loved the New York Jets, or that's probably most of it. You know, maybe you maybe you jumped on in that 2010, 2009 thing. Jets were making the AFC Championship game. They were a little bit hot then. Maybe you were really into the Vinny Testaverde days, and, and you jumped in then. But uh, there's not been a ton of reasons to persuade, you know, your upcoming fans into uh, into the New York Jets. So hopefully they're not reaching out to those guys. They're looking for the actual fan base that we have right now and then working towards the future and, and, and keeping those younger fans as well. All right, so that's what we got for that. The Combine's concluded, right? But we still have pro days of players, and, and teams are going to have private work days with uh, the college players. You're going to do team workouts and private workouts with players. Take a look at those guys and get the rest of the data that you want to see for how they're going to operate in your offense and, and see them working in their own set rather than the NFL setup Combine and say everybody runs the same this, everybody does the same drills here. You can run your own. You know, Kyler Murray's going to have his own pro day at Oklahoma where he runs how he wants to run it, his style. They dictate the tempo and, and all that. So while the Jets won't be looking at him specifically, they're going to be doing that for a lot of other players. So Mike McCagden's still going to be busy regardless of, you know, this free agency thing. He's got a whole other side of things he's got to do because, you know what, the draft begins April 25th. Right? And then it goes until Saturday the 27th. you got the first round on the 25th, get the second round, the third round on uh, Friday, then you got, you know, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th on the 27th. So, ton of stuff coming. Legal tampering period Monday, free agency Wednesday, uniform reveal April 4th, pro days and, and private workouts along the way, and then the draft 
Thursday, April 24th, 25th. So very exciting. Alrighty. Alright, so to begin with free agency, we got to take a look at the players that the Jets currently have under contract on the roster. What starters do we currently have? Who are we happy with? What fringe guys do we have for depth? And where are the gaping holes? So I'm going to go through position by position so we can kind of get a feel for what we currently have right now and what we got to look for. All right, we'll start with the quarterback. And for one of the first times, it feels like the Jets are super satisfied with their quarterback position because they have Sam Darnold. Now, they don't have a backup, really. They've got Davis Webb on an exclusive rights tender. Josh McCown is a free agent. And we're not entirely sure if it's going to be Davis Webb as the backup or it's going to be somebody else. Now, it is pretty important to have a good backup quarterback in case your quarterback misses some games like Sam Darnold did last year to bounce ideas off of in the classroom and just to be a good presence on the sideline. You know, you need another guy, another pair of eyes out there watching the same thing when you come to the sideline after a series. But, um, you know, so it's potentially Davis Webb, potentially somebody else. We're confident with our starter. We're iffy with a backup right now. Probably don't have one. Running back, we've got Crowell, who's definitely going to be playing this year. We've got McGuire, who a lot of fans like. He got involved in the past games last year, but he struggled with efficiency a little bit, and he hasn't proven that he's going to be you know, a long-lasting running back in this NFL, in my opinion. So he's one of those guys that if you find somebody who's going to be better, sure, upgrade him. This team needs to get better than it was last year. It's not about, let's keep our guys from last year and just hopefully they've all developed and we're going to get better. No, we kind of need to be better to save Mike McCagney's job. And just as a franchise, we haven't made the playoffs in how many years? It's time for us to start turning this thing around, and if we can upgrade a position, I don't care if the guy was good. If you can find great, go for it. Then you got Trenton Cannon, who's a fringe guy as well, depending on if they find another running back in free agency. You know, he was young last year, but uh, he had a bunch of mistakes throughout the year. A couple nice plays here and there. Definitely nobody you're in love with. You're not married to that guy. You can you can move on. Wide receivers, we got our number one and two receiver right now, Robbie Anderson and Quincy Nunwa. A team usually runs about six receivers. So we've got two there. Sharon Peak is under contract, typically plays special teams. That's the reason he was on the roster last year, but doesn't offer much in the passing game. We brought back Deontay Burnett on an exclusive rights tender, and he was a young guy that showed some promise at the end of the last year and potentially can continue developing and be great. But you're not confident right now that, wow, we can go out with Anderson, Anunwa, and Burnett and be super stoked with our passing game. They're going to have to find some guys there. They're going to need two more bodies at the very least, and probably some guys that are going to be, you know, jumping peak jumping Burnett in the depth depth chart. Peak could potentially be cut should we find better special teamers. Tight ends. Our starter is going to be Chris Herndon. Right now we've got a backup of Jordan Leggett, but we don't have Neil Sterling or Eric Tomlinson. So this team typically has about three tight ends, and uh, and Leggett to me is a fringe guy that if you can find an upgrade, go for it. Herndon's going to be your starter. You're hoping unless some miraculous thing happens and they end up with one of these best tight ends in the league and Herndon goes to a number two. They run a two tight end set. Otherwise, he's going to be your tight end. Leggett, very replaceable. You saw him play a lot last year. You saw Tomlinson on the field a lot last year. If you can upgrade those minutes, great. Tackles, you got two guys under contract. You got Kelvin Beecham, who's got a year left on his deal. You got Brandon Shell, who's coming back from an injury, but is supposed to be ready. You don't have much depth outside of that. You don't have Brent Qualley. You don't have Ijelana. You got to bring a backup in. You got to plan for Beecham's departure from the team and get, you know, if you can get a young guy in there who's going to be ready to roll it right over. All right, Beecham leaves. This guy comes in. That might be best case scenario. At guard, we've got Brian Winters, but we don't have James Carpenter. So we definitely need a guard there. We've only got one starter there. Center, we basically got nothing. Now we potentially could have Jonathan Harrison back, but I don't think any of us see him as the guy that we want to be starting at center for us. 
he's probably going to be a backup guy. I think he's serviceable as an interior uh, offensive lineman, but not the guy that you want to roll with on every single snap. Maybe he can be that bench guy just in case. We obviously need to find a center. Defensive tackle. We got no Steve McClendon. We've got no Mike Pinnell. All we've got really fall around Zofatakasi is our interior guy. Now, some people will say in Greg Williams' system, you could run Nathan Shepard on the inside or Leonard Williams on the inside. It's possible. You can. You're going to be mixing stuff around. But we do need to find a defensive tackle, a big, you know, meaty body guy to get in there. Defensive end, we've got Leonard Williams, who we like. A lot of people think that his future is potentially up in the air. Um, but currently he's under under contract, and he's going to be, you know, one of the better players in our defense regardless of what you think of him. He's still better than Nathan Shepard by far. Nathan Shepard's the other guy that we have. We don't have Henry Anderson under contract right now. So Shepard's probably not a guy that you want to line up play after play. I think we saw that last year from his minutes. So we're probably going to need to find a defensive end. Outside linebacker. We've got Jordan Jenkins under contract. We don't have Brandon Copeland anymore. So, you know, we bring back Frankie Louvo on an ex- exclusive uh, rights tender. He's potentially going to be there, but he's probably not going to be your starter either. You're probably looking for that outside linebacker edge combo. Again, a lot of this has to do with how Greg Williams is going to run his defense. But that's a position that you're going to be looking for for sure. We definitely want to get after the quarterback as well. This has been something that all Jets fans have wanted for many, many years. We've been looking. It seems like we're going after edge year after year. How do we find this guy? Quentin Coples, Vernon Golston. You know, we're drafting Mo Wilkers. Maybe we'll go with bigger guys. But we still haven't found it. It's basically Leonard Williams right now for however long he lasts. And we're going to have to find a little bit more. You know, in terms of getting to the to the quarterback consistently. And he doesn't get a ton of sacks, but he does get a ton of quarterback pressures. Outside linebacker, that edge, it's going to be very important for the New York Jets. Inside linebacker, the Jets currently have Avery Williamson, who's a lock to start, and they've got Darren Lee. Darren Lee is a guy that Todd Bowles loved, made him captain, um, had him calling plays on defense and and doing all that, but it, it remains to be seen how Greg Williams feels about Darren Lee. He is a sort of hybrid type player. That's what he was brought in to be, that money backer. Um... So he can cover a little bit. He's pretty quick. He's a versatile type of guy that you can move in, out, here, there, but he just doesn't have any real aggression or tenacity in terms of going after any ball carrier or the quarterback. So we'll see if Greg Williams thinks that's a deal breaker and needs to replace him or or move him to some different role position. But, you know, we potentially have inside linebackers with those two guys. Still need some depth, of course. Cornerback, we've got Trumaine Johnson under contract. We've got Perry Nickerson, a guy that we drafted last year. Uh, somebody who's still under contract, you'd be surprised. Rashard Robinson is still on this team, and he's still under contract. Potentially he's going to be there, but obviously nobody's super happy with the way that he's played over these last couple of years since we traded for him. And then Derek Jones, a guy that we drafted a few years ago and really has had, you know, he's slowly worked his way onto the very bottom of the roster. And from there, he played sparing minutes not that well. So he's probably a guy that you want to replace as well. That does not give you any cornerback depth and doesn't really give you another starter either. Buster Screen is gone. Mo Claiborne is gone. Daryl Roberts is gone. That's a position that you're going to have to go after quickly. It's safety. We've got our two guys. We've got Jamal Adams, best player on this team. And then supposing Marcus May is healthy, he's there as well as your free safety. Now we don't have Terrence Brooks, bench guy, but would play minutes. We don't have Rontez Miles. Doug Middleton was brought back on an exclusive rights option so he's potentially going to be there he tore his pec last year and was out for the whole season we'll see if he comes back and and make something but the Jets are going to have probably four safeties on this team so we're still going to have to find another guy some depth and 
It remains to be seen how Marcus May's health is. Is he ready to play 16 games in the season? Or is it going to be like last year? Is he going to come out there, play five games for us, and we're going to be running with some backup depth safety for the rest of the season? If that's the case, then you have to bring in another guy, another good guy, serviceable to play the majority of the year. It's important that they understand that. Kicker, the Jets don't have one under contract, right? We had three pro bowlers in the Jets team, two of them being Andre Roberts and Jason Myers. Neither one of those guys are on the team. Jason Myers hasn't gotten an extension yet. Currently a free agent. We need to find a kicker. Could be him. We don't want to overpay because it's a market where you can find guys. Keep in mind how we all felt about Jason Myers going into this year. Did anybody want Jason Myers? I didn't. I was surprised that he played so well, and you can definitely find another guy who you're as excited about as you were with Jason Myers. Um, So you don't want to overpay for him, but he had a great year, so if you can, get him for a good, reasonable deal like you'd pay somebody else. I think you get him. Kick returner, Andre Roberts was our guy. Pro bowler. You know, I don't know how much money he's demanding after having that season, but I'd love to bring him back. Otherwise, the Jets are going to be going back to that system where it's like, all right, out of these wide receivers and running backs and cornerbacks, who's the best guy at returning kicks? Hopefully he can make something done. But, you know, we've got Brant Boyer doing great special teams coaching with the team that we had. I'd like to try to regain as much of that as we possibly could. Andre Roberts, you know, he may take one of those wide receiver spots away, but what he offers in that return game is dynamic, explosive, and was a ton of fun to watch and actually kept us in ball games. Something the Jets haven't had from that special teams unit in a while. Long snapper, we got Thomas Hennessy under contract, and he's going to be our long snapper. I think that that's, uh, that's probably squared away. Now, a couple of guys that we have, you know, rights to that we potentially can be bringing back. Uh, depth, Ben Braden, offensive line. Safety, Doug Middleton, I mentioned. We got a linebacker, Anthony Wint. Cornerback, uh, Brandon Bryant. We got that guy, Jonathan Harrison, at center. Um, can also probably play a little bit of guard. There are a couple other players on there that we have. You know, Tim White, wide receiver. D'Angelo Henderson, a running back. And some others that potentially the Jets can be bringing out of the roster. But right now, you can't look at them as as the guy. Those are the people that are going to be battling and fighting and scrapping for uh, roster spots come training camp and preseason and everything. So we're not going to act like we've got those spots filled. We're going to treat them as, you know, possible role players that we don't really have filled. So that's what we have for the New York Jets in terms of the current roster makeup. Now, the positions of need, in my opinion, when you look through it, are going to be center, guard, cornerback, outside linebacker and edge, wide receiver, defensive tackle. Right, those are the most important. Offensive line for sure. You got to get some defensive line. Um, you need to get an edge rush pressure in there. Got to bring in some more receivers for Sam Darnold. A little bit of talent to help him out a little bit. Definitely need cornerbacks for sure because we've only got, you know, Trumaine Johnson. Some people don't even like Trumaine Johnson. Then, what, you're hoping Perry Nickerson's going to pan out, but you need some, you got some work to do there. And then kicker and kick returner, we know. That's just one guy. Those are findable positions. They aren't make or breaks, but they're just, you know, guys we'd like to have there. So that's what we currently are looking at. Then positions that we definitely could upgrade pretty easily. Running back, tight end, depth tight end, of course. Um, Tackle, moving towards the future. Defensive ends. You know, replacing Shepard, try to get Henry Anderson back if you can. And safety, getting those bench guys behind Adams and May if, uh, if May's not healthy. And that leaves the positions that you basically got filled right now. That's long snapper. Punter, Locke Edwards, didn't mention him, but he's obviously locked away. Um, inside linebackers, having Williamson and Lee, it doesn't make it much of a need. You can get a backup there, but uh, they're not going to be going too aggressive at that. 
And then quarterback, because we have Darnold. We definitely need to get a backup quarterback, but you don't feel like going into this free agency, that's something that you're really looking for right now. You'll find a guy, uh, hopefully it's the right guy, but it's not going to... It could potentially be an old veteran player who's just going to be there to bounce ideas off of Sam. It doesn't have to be uh, anybody young that you're grooming because this whole thing only works if Sam Darnold's the guy. If you're grooming some young guy to take his place in a couple of years, then, you know, what are we doing this for anyway? Let's just not sign anybody and keep losing and drafting that quarterback. That's not the case. So backup quarterback is going to be more of a, uh, a role model figure, I think, for Sam rather than a, a groom player. No reason to have Christian Hackenberg standing behind him who's probably only going to hurt his development. So that's what we got going on there. Now to address these positions that we need, we found the you know where our holes are, what we really need to find day one. But how are we going to do it? Cap space. The New York Jets have $100 million in cap space. They have the ability, other than the Colts, who have a little bit more, the Jets are basically, you know, they're top of the top of the lot right now. Looking at these guys, if they want to offer Le'Veon Bell a humongous contract, they can. If they want to go get Earl Thomas and pay him ridiculous amounts of money, they can. They have the amount of money to do that. They can be foolish with it, but they shouldn't be. They need to be smart with their decisions. $100 million doesn't go very far when you have this many holes on your team and this many players not signed. Unless you want to fill your whole roster up with Ben Braden, Doug Middleton, and Anthony Wentz to cover you know, your starting roles and then the positions of need on your team, you can do that and then spend all your money on two, three guys, $25 million each, get exactly who you want. But the Jets can't operate that way. They have to be smart with their decisions. They have to get these great players. They definitely need to, to bring in some extreme talent, right? But at what cost? Literally and figuratively. Now, they've been pretty good over the years in terms of their uh, their dead money. They only have $3.4 million in dead money going into this year, according to SpotTrack, which is what I use for a lot of my uh, you know roster cap space information. But that's pretty good. You know, some teams like the Dolphins are still paying heavily for bringing in Dominican Sioux. Uh, the Jets don't have any of that going on right now. They they ended that a couple years ago when they, you know, released a couple players and they've worked through the dead money. At this point in time, they haven't been hurt by anything. They really have a young roster with a lot of holes, but a lot of money and not a bunch of deadly contracts they are going to bring this team down. This is our real time to, to build this thing. If you're talking about a rebuild, this is the next step. You know, after you get your quarterback, you bring in your young talent, your young core, perhaps. And this is the next step now. Filling holes, filling gaps. The draft continues to be important year after year because if you don't draft well, it doesn't matter how everything else goes down. But this free agency is super important, and they've positioned themselves to be aggressive and start turning this thing around today. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So let's take a look at some of those guys that we may potentially want specifically the guys that I want to fill those holes. Um, you know, starting at the positions in need, then our depth and upgradable players and other guys that are just going to be available that you can take a look at. But before we do that, let's take a quick pit stop at the cooler to do a little bit of my favorite section called What's on Tap. That's right, this is What's on Tap, the section where I get to talk about the beer that I'm currently drinking while recording this episode. And today is a Two Evil Geyser Goza. 
this is a Goza Sour, something that I've been into a lot recently, specifically because it's 2 p.m. in the afternoon right now, and I don't feel like drinking an 8% double IPA and taking a nap when this thing's done. So I do a nice 5.5% Goza. It's got good flavor. It's not your traditional same lager that I've had a million times. It's it's sour. Um, I'm still getting into them, so they taste you know new and fresh to me. And you know they're they're refreshing, I think. And they've got a ton of flavor because they're so sour. And I like sour flavored things, but uh, you know they don't really like make you bloat and, and fill you up too much like some other beers do. So I don't know. For that, I love it. This is a uh, an ale brewed with Icelandic moss, herbs, kelp and sea salt. So it sounds disgusting, but it's not. It's actually pretty good. Um, it doesn't have like a fruit flavor like a lot of the Gozas do. It's not centered on any of that. It's kind of just sour tasting. It's uh, kind of like a sour tasting beer. I guess the best way to describe it would be Icelandic moss, herbs, kelp, and sea salt. So just imagine that and then make it sour. That's what it is. It's pretty good. It is refreshing. And it's, uh, it's brewed by Two Evil, which actually isn't a brewery. It's a collaboration of two breweries two roads which is a great brewery here in connecticut and evil twin brewing which may be from connecticut but i don't remember where it's from it doesn't say on here um they make this in stratford where two roads is so they probably make it at that facility they just use a little bit of the uh the brainchild of of evil twin to help make this thing happen but it's a good beer it comes in the tall boy if you're into gozas you know, it wouldn't be my first choice to go for, but, you know, if you're not feeling like something fruity, if you don't want it to be a, a plum goza or a lime goza or something, you just want a little sour-tasting, refreshing beer, then, you know, give this guy a shot. Some uh, some tasty stuff. And it's brewed right here in Connecticut, which makes it even cooler. So that is what's on tap for this Sunday, and that is what is brain-fueling the rest of this episode as we go into these free agents that are coming up. So let's do it. This is the section we've all been waiting for. This is when we get to pretend all these players are on the New York Jets roster, even though when it's all said and done, I have like, I don't know, 20, 25 players that I really, really want on the Jets. Um, we'll probably get like three of them, and uh, who knows, we'll probably get a couple players that I don't want. But right now, I get to pretend everybody's available, and this is how I would do it. You know, um, Obviously, the Jets aren't going to have the money to get all of these guys, no question, but they need to have about, you know, in my mind, I think Mike McKagan needs to have 30 targets, 30, 40 you know, big name top targets, not role guys. Um, just in case all of a sudden the centers are gone and you have all this money, you're like, oh shoot, we were banking on getting one of them. You can't do that. You have to have backup plan and backup plan and backup plan. So we're going to go through all these guys, starting with the position that I think is of most need on this entire team, and that's center. Because we got rid of Spencer Long. There are not very good centers available in this free agency class, but there are two Matt Paradis of the Broncos and Mitch Morse. Now, Mitch Morse is a little bit younger. Paradise is a little bit more proven. And both of those guys right away, day one, are your perfect starter, probably the best offensive lineman that you have on your team, on this New York Jets team. So they need to go after one of those two guys so that it's not Jonathan Harrison starting with a backup behind him so we don't have to bring Spencer Long back to bobble more snaps. Because when you look through the centers that are free agent guys, I mean, some of the names that are top names in this thing, you know, not top in the league, but in this free agency thing, you'd be looking at like a Travis Swanson, who the Jets already passed on for Spencer Long. You'd be looking at a Wesley Johnson, who the Jets got rid of because he was terrible. I mean, you can't be stuck with one of those guys, and the Jets need a center. So you've got to go out there and get Matt Paradis or Mitch Morse. That's number one, day one. Next most important, guard. We don't have James Carpenter, and we have to keep Sam Darnold upright. We have to keep him healthy. We have to give him time to find his reads and develop as a quarterback. He can't be running for his life. It's in year two now. The game's going to slow down a little bit for him, but that... You know, defensive pass rush has to slow down too. 
So who do we look at for our guard, specifically the left guard for the New York Jets? That's going to be Roger Saffold, to me, right now, is the best possible guard the Jets can get. He's been an offensive lineman for the Rams for some time. He's been given great, great looks and uh, and lanes to Todd Gurley and even C.J. Anderson when he's back there. The guy's an animal. He's a really good left guard, and he said that he wants to come back to the Rams for a discount, but they haven't extended him yet, and at this point in time, he's going to be a free agent. The Jets need to be aggressive on him and try to get him in there. He is a little bit older, so he's probably going to be more of a stopgap type player. Maybe he'll give you two years, three years. He's not a guy that you're going to have for the next 10 years. He's not a young guy that you're building with, but he's going to you know, sure up that left side right now, and that's super important. It can't all just be young guys who have potential, guys that could turn the corner. Some of these guys have to already be good and come in and be good right away. Another guy they could go for is Ramon Foster, who I'm not as high on, but a guy that I do like, Quentin Spain, is available, and I think that after Roger Saffold, I'd probably go after Quentin Spain. He's a little bit younger. He's definitely improved over the last couple of years, and uh, and he's a guard that could you know come in here and definitely be serviceable for years for the New York Jets. So that's center and guard, interior offensive line. Fill those holes right away, right? There's going to be guys in the draft that some people are like, oh, I think we should draft this position and not go. We're not going to expect that anybody's going to be available in the draft. What if the Jets trade back to pick 15 and the first 14 picks are guards? You really want to build your team with the 16th best guard in the league? You know, in the, in the draft? You don't want to do that. So you have to, well, it's never going to happen. you got to plan for this stuff. So we're going to go for these things. The next most important position on this New York Jets team, cornerback. We only have Trumaine Johnson and maybe Perry Nickerson if he can play. We need a slot guy, and we need one more outside guy. Now, if you want to talk about the best outside guy in this year's free agency, that's going to be Ronald Darby. You want to talk about the best slot guy? Bryce Callahan, only 27 years old. Those are your two best guys right away, right? So if you can make a play on them, great. A lot of teams want cornerbacks. A lot of teams need slot guys. There's... Supply and demand super heavy at this position. It's going to be very tough to get them. Could be a premium price for either one of those guys. So you got to have a backup plan. I think some other guys the Jets could be looking at. Bradley Roby, Kareem Jackson, who's a little older, but you know has played very well. Steven Nelson, who's picked on a lot in the NFL but uh, in the last couple of years, but you know he's, he's okay, solid option. You're not going to get superstars right now. Superstars don't leave their teams, right? You get some uh, Marcus Lattimore on the Saints. They're not getting rid of him. He's not a free agent. you got to get these guys and build your team this way. Like we said, this is your the price you pay for having poor drafts before. Missing on D. Milliner, missing on Kyle Wilson. This is why we're here right now. So what are some other guys that just could look at? How about some in-house options? Mo Claiborne, who played pretty well. Uh, he definitely is taking a step back. He's getting a little bit older. He's getting involved with his family and potentially may not play football this year. We're not sure if he's going to retire or not. But... He's not that bad, and considering some of the options the Jets could be bringing in in this free agency if they miss on those top guys, Darby, Callahan, Nelson, Roby, you know, Mo Claiborne's going to be better than a lot of other guys. And then Daryl Roberts, because he had a great year last year, and he's not going to be your number two cornerback probably, but the guy played fourth cornerback for the Jets last year, played serviceable minutes when people were injured, did really well here and there. They tried to play him at safety, which was an absolute disaster. Hopefully they don't do that stuff again. I don't think Greg Williams would try something like that. But uh, when he played cornerback, very good season for Daryl Roberts. I think that, you know, you pay him a team-friendly deal, bring him back, and have him be that depth so that you're not relying on Rashard Robinson when one of your cornerbacks inevitably goes down. Cornerback, super important. We'll look for Ronald Darby if you're looking for a big name, Bryce Callahan for that slot, and then if not, you know, those are the backup plans. Then you're looking at, like, edge, outside linebacker type thing. 
this becomes a weird situation because you don't know if the Jets are going to be in a 4-3 or a 3-4, right? That We know they're a 3-4 base, says Adam Gase, but they're going to be lining up in some 4-3 sets, some 3-4. So these positions are going to be fluid, and these players are going to have to be a little bit versatile. So defensive ed, defensive end, edge, and outside linebacker kind of combine a little bit in certain spots. But for outside linebackers, Anthony Barr is a guy the team is very, very high on, and the Jets could easily go after. Very good linebacker for the Vikings, and the reason they're not bringing him back is they can't afford him. They got too many players over there. They got to sign. They just gave Kirk Cousins a ton of money, and they got to make cuts somewhere. Somebody's got to leave. Hey, if Anthony Barr is available, the Jets should absolutely go after him. You want another outside linebacker that can get some pressure? Zadarius Smith. Had nine sacks with the Ravens last year. They want to bring him back, and he could potentially cost a lot of money, but regardless of the scheme the Jets are running, this guy can be an impact player. You can't get either of those two guys. Maybe you're looking at Preston Smith, who gets a little bit of pressure for the Redskins. K.J. Wright, a proven veteran for the Seahawks, who's getting up there in age and had some injuries, but this guy can be a team leader right away and tell you what it takes to win. So those are some guys they're going to look for at edge outside linebacker. So sort of piggybacking off of that, defensive end. Who can they go after there? Maybe they can't find the outside guy, but they want to get pressure from the defensive line. All right, Ziggy Ansah is probably the biggest name free agent defensive end in this free agency. If it's not him, it's Trey Flowers, the guy from the Patriots. Either one of those guys, day one starter, going to be very good, consistently can play all over the field, um, can be very, very successful for the New York Jets, but both of them are going to cost, you know, a lot of money. You're talking over $12 million for each one of them probably. You want to find a guy who's going to cost a lot less than that and has proven himself to me time and time again that he can be a great player on this New York Jets team? That's Henry Anderson. Go out there and sign him. He's not going to cost a ton of money, and even if you bring one of those other guys in, you still need to have a rotation. You still need to have good defensive linemen. I think Henry Anderson's a really good player. Doesn't get enough credit for what he does. I'm not sure what he's going to demand on this market because he's had sort of an up-and-down career, injuries and moving in and out of three fours, finding success, having no success, um, and then having this good year with the Jets. I think they should try to make a move on him. And a lot of people are looking at other guys like Dante Fowler. If you want to talk about a guy that I do not want to get in free agency, he's the number one guy. Dante Fowler is going to cost a ton of money, has not proven that he can get consistent pressure on the quarterback. He's been on crazy good defensive lines, hardly started, hardly gotten pressure, basically no sex. I mean, this guy is the prototypical guy that people fall in love with because he's young. He was drafted high. His name keeps getting thrown around the league. You know, he was traded. He whatever he played big playoff games played for the rams you know all this stuff the guy's way too known for how bad he is don't overpay for him don't bite let someone else make that mistake and keep dante fowler off this team alex okafor is a guy who uh could potentially be another serviceable player if they can't get one of those top guys next to the defensive end we got to look at defensive tackles because foley fatakasi is not going to cut it so some of the big names that are available are malik jackson sheldon richardson Danny Shelton, Jonathan Hankins. Those are some proven guys, some names you may know. Um, I think out of all those guys, the one I'd like to have the most, maybe Sheldon Richardson. Um, I'm not in love with any one of those defensive tackles. This is a draft that is very, very heavy on defensive line talent. The Jets could potentially get Quinn and Williams. I'm just going to say that, even though, as I said, you never bank on the draft to fill these holes. So you can't go in there with just Foley Fodakasi saying, well, we'll get him in the draft because that could come back to bite you and put you in a really bad place. They still need to address this position. Maybe they don't look at one of those top-tier guys like Jackson or Richardson or Shelton who's going to demand, you know, seven-plus million dollars. Maybe they look at a guy that's a little bit more Mike Pinellish, maybe like a two-, three-million-dollar guy, and then somebody that can play 
maybe not super well, but adequate enough to be on the field, and then hope that they get a guy in the draft. That's one route they may go. Now, something a little bit more fun people want to talk about is the wide receiver, because this is a position of need as well, because they don't have enough guys under contract right now, right? It's Quincy Nunwa, it's Robbie Anderson, and then it's possibly Peak and Deontay Burnett. So they need to get some more. Who are the guys that are available here? Well, this is a spot that is going to be extremely lucrative, because every team wants to get great wide receivers. Every team wants to help. There's so many young quarterbacks in the league right now. Everybody needs help. You know, Josh Allen needs some help over there. And Lamar Jackson needs to find his guy. And Josh Rosen, if he's the quarterback for the Cardinals, he needs to get a, you know, and, and Sam Darnold needs his. Everybody needs their new guy. So everyone's going out there trying to find him. Nobody wants to get a really old receiver, uh, like a Golden Tate or a Michael Crabtree. They want to go with a young guy. But there really aren't any. So who are the Jets going to go after? They need to find somebody. And they got to find some help, too. Jermaine Curse is gone. Probably for the better. He's a guy they could bring back, but we probably don't want them to. He had his worst year ever last year. And it's time to move on and find somebody young to take over. So my top pick for a wide receiver is Adam Humphreys. The guy had ridiculously good numbers, sharing time with so many other players in the Buccaneers offense. I mean, I was big high on Todd Munkin for being an offensive coordinator. I wanted him to be the uh, Jets head coach, if you guys remember that. Because he found so much success with his receivers and... The story of Adam Humphreys is one of them. The guy had over 70 catches, over 700 yards, and he was fighting with Cameron Bray, O.J. Howard, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Deshaun Jackson for receiving time. How did Adam Humphreys put up those numbers? The guy's only 26 years old, and you know, rightfully so, the Buccaneers can't afford to play all, pay all those players, keep them all under contract, so Adam Humphreys walks. He's the number one guy I want to go after and get. If it's not him, I like some other young guys in here. I like Jamison Crowder. I like... Dante Moncrief a little bit. Funchess could be a big body. He's not great, but he's a big guy that can get out there. Tyra Williams is tall and a burner. Uh, we've already got some of that. He's got some drops too. He's only 27 years old though and uh, could potentially be a guy. Some people are in love with Golden Tate. He's 31. I don't really want to go with Golden Tate. Crabtree's an option. He's tall. He's had some proven success in the NFL, but he's also 31, so he's not going to change things too quickly. Uh, you know, Moving forward, he's going to be a one-year stopgap perhaps. And then you got like Amendola, Cole Beasley, John Brown, a bunch of guys that you're not in love with. So can you get out there and get Adam Humphreys? And if not, maybe focus on Jamison Crowder, Tyra Williams, Dante Moncrief. In my opinion, that's, you know, your four best options there. And, you know, should you need to fill in the gaps with some other guys, maybe take a Crabtree on a one-year deal. Maybe take a Tate on a one-year deal. Um, if you have, just to get through. You don't know who you're going to draft. You don't know what you're going to have moving forward. But just to get them through this one year and then move on from it be back in the position next year and hopefully there are more free agent wide receivers available that's the beauty of the one-year deal you get the guy for one year and then next year you can revisit it you want to bring him back okay if not maybe next year's got a better free agent class and you can try again so that's the wide receiver class um, i honestly think that adam humphreys out of this whole list is top three for players that i want to get i would say that like matt Paradis and mitch morse are probably the most important and then getting a guard would be great but adam humphreys to me is a guy that I would love to have in our receiving core growing with Sam Darnold. I think he's the perfect guy to work here, uh, a proven guy who's been in the league for long enough and found success but still has so much room to grow and is young enough and works hard enough that uh, you know I'd love to see him there. So those are the positions of need for the New York Jets. That was center, guard, cornerback, edge, outside linebacker, wide receiver, defensive tackle, and defensive end. Those are the positions the Jets have to go after. Then you got some other needs kind of, and that's your kicker. I talked about Jason Myers, but potentially they look at Will Lutz, the kicker from uh, the New Orleans Saints, Harrison Butker from the Chiefs, or 
Steven Gostkowski from the Patriots. You know, we don't really want to get him because we don't like him. But uh, Jason Myers, probably first choice. But you know that if Jason Myers is like, well, I was a pro bowler, I want to make twice as much as everybody else, then you say, okay, forget that. Let's get Will Lutz then. We like the guy, but we can't make bad business decisions based on emotion. Kick returner, Andre Roberts is the only guy I'm going to put there. It's a need because we don't currently have one or a guy that could do it, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, there's nobody else. Other than that, if you can't get Andre Roberts, you probably just find the best guy on your roster to do it. You're not going to bring in a designated kick returner. He's the only one that's worth it to me. Now we're going to talk running back, which is a position that I think every New York Jets fan wants to stop and talk about it. I don't want to beat this thing like a dead horse, but Le'Veon Bell is the best option, right? It's not a position of super need. Maybe you don't like Isaiah Crowell and Elijah McGuire, but at least they have guys under contract that have played in the NFL and can do an okay, serviceable job. McGuire can catch. Crowell had a couple really good games for the Jets and is still young, and they've paid him money on a contract. So it's not like you have to go out there. They need a running back. They don't need a running back. They have three, potentially four, if you count D'Angelo Henderson under contract. They'd actually have to cut a guy to bring in a Le'Veon Bell. So it's not a need. But would he make this team better? Absolutely. Absolutely. At what cost? I'm not sure. $17 million a year? Maybe. Four years? Probably. But I'm assuming he can get healthy again. He can get back in football shape. He's got enough tread on his tires. He wants to prove people wrong. He's going to get out there. He's going to be an amazing checkdown option for Sam Darnold. He's going to be able to run the ball. He's going to be, who knows, maybe potentially having one of the best years of his career. And I think a lot of people that have watched Le'Veon Bell, we all know he's got a specific run style that's being mimicked by players at younger levels now. Some guys in the NFL are trying to do it. He is so unique and so talented at what he does that when he comes onto this team, the New York Jets, if they can get him, I mean, he's going to change that offense. Defenses beware. Helps the passing game, right? It's going to help Robbie Anderson go down. People are going to stay in guarding that Le'Veon Bell thing. You're going to load guys in the box. You're going to keep spies on him. You're going to watch him in the flat when he goes out for you know, receiving because he's a lot more dangerous with the football in the flat on a wheel route than a guy like Isaiah Crowell. So you definitely have to be, uh, you know, honest with that stuff. He's a guy that's going to change things quick if they can get him, and that's why everybody wants him. It's just the price is super, super high. He hasn't played in a year, and he's had some character issues in the past. Say what you want. He's been suspended before. He's missed time. He held out. I mean, he's been injured too. So there are some red flags in there. You can't just ignore all that and say, we don't care. He's a Pro Bowler. He's so cool. He's so good in Madden. It's not like that. This is a a person that you're going to be bringing into your locker room. You have to make sure that he's mature enough, ready to be there, put in everything to the New York Jets organization, and that he's not going to cost you, you know, the entire farm to get him. If you can't do that, if you can't swing him, the guy you go after is Tevin Coleman, who's had some inconsistent rushing numbers, sure. But the guy's young. He hasn't had very many carries in the NFL. He can catch. He can scat. He can scoot. Uh, he's not a power back, but you know he's got good new age running back football style. You want a bruiser? Mark Ingram's available. You can't get any of those guys, and you really want to replace Eli McGuire or Trenton Cannon, which is fair. You could look at guys like Jay Ajayi, Amir Abdullah, Latavius Murray, Jacquez Rogers, Spencer Ware. All of those guys are probably an upgrade but they're not in-house guys. They'll cost a little bit more than Eli McGuire, and you got to figure out if it's worth it. So they're going to probably be heavy on Le'Veon Bell, but if he goes, you know, it's okay. If they don't get him, just make sure that you spend that money on, go get your Adam Humphreys then. Go make sure that you get your offensive line, your Matt Paradis and your Roger Saffold, right? Plan one fell through. Well, guess what? Plan two, running Isaiah Correll works a lot better if you've got a great offensive line. So let's get them. 
Move past that to another position of somewhat need that's going to be tackle because we've got two guys under contract. We don't have good depth, and Beecham's expiring after this year. So you'd look at Trent Brown from the Patriots. You'd look at Cam Fleming, Juwan James of the Dolphins. Not a great tackle class, something that maybe you bring in a weaker guy just in case you can't find something in the draft. You try to find something in the draft, and then you address it again next year. And hopefully, you hope that neither one of these guys, Brandon Shell or Kelvin Beecham, get injured this year because... That's probably your best bet at that position. Tight end, you could definitely replace Jordan Leggett. I think Chris Harden's the best tight end that we're going to get for number one, but if we're going to have three on the roster, you could replace Leggett, and Sterling and Tomlinson are gone. So let's look at guys like Jesse James, a young player from the Pittsburgh Steelers who's had some really nice plays, and he's definitely going to be an upgrade over Eric Tomlinson or Neil Sterling, right? He's not going to change everything, but this is just depth tight end. Tyler Eifert was a really good tight end at one point, has had injuries in the past, and you know has hardly played over the most recent years, but maybe you go after him. A Tyler Croft. You've got C.J. Uzoma, Ricky Seals-Jones, Max Williams, super young from the Ravens, Dwayne Allen, you know him from the Patriots and Colts. Jared Cook had a huge year last year, maybe the best year of his career. He's getting older, but, you know, he's a guy that a lot of people are going to go after. The Jets probably won't go after him because he's older, and he's not going to be the number one tight end on this team. But, uh, you know, it'll definitely be a guy that a lot of other teams are potentially paying heavy for. Then you got guys like Deion Sims. Austin Safarian Jenkins is a free agent. I don't like him because of uh, the way things ended last time and some of those plays he, you know, he lost games for us. It still still burns those fumbles out of the back of the end zone that he had. But, uh, you know, he's another guy that the Jets can look at. That All these guys would be improvements over Leggett and Sterling and Tomlinson. And they just need to be looking at getting better at these positions. Not, well, we have Hurden, so we're set. Okay, but you're going to be playing the second string guy and the third string guy throughout the season as well. So can we get some value at those minutes? Then you got safeties. Going to look at that for some depth because Marcus May's injuries and not having your Terrence Brooks, your Rontez Miles, Doug Middleton being coming back from an injury and being like on the fence. Maybe he's on the team, maybe not. Um, guy that we'd look for, maybe Clinton Dix. Haha, Clinton Dix is only 26. I don't think that he's going to be a, a demanding starter on this team. I think that he could potentially be a role player that we use all over the field and uh, could be a serviceable guy that Greg Williams can get creative with. I think that's the thing you'd look at there. You know, if you want to go for some big-name guys, there's LaMarcus Joyner, Tashawn Gibson, Jalila Dye, Trey Boston. I mean, this this class, you've got guys like Landon Collins in there, Earl Thomas, Eric Weddle. This safety class last year was huge because there were all these safeties that were sitting out. You know, you had your Kenny Vaccaros and your Trey Bostons, guys looking for teams that were really talented. It's like, wow, a lot of safeties not on rosters. This year's even bigger. I mean, there are safeties galore available. And if the Jets want to find a good, proven starter to be depth, they can do it. If they don't want to spend the money and they want to go back with a Doug Middleton, Rontez Miles-style thing, I'd be fine with that too. But there are options. They want to get Tyron Matthew, get creative with him, put him in the slot, play him with three safeties perfectly fine but I think Marcus May you're hoping he's healthy you're hoping he's going to play most of the minutes and Jamal Adams obviously is your he's your bell cow he's your number one guy so then other positions that we'd look at on this team if you want to look at quarterback I think some of the best guys are Josh McCown right if we wanted to bring him back for another year there's Teddy Bridgewater remember him uh Tyrod Taylor Mike Glennon you know Davis Webb is still an option these are some guys that could potentially be there on the bench for the New York Jets, holding the clipboard, bouncing ideas off Sam Darnold in the classroom, and potentially can uh, can do it. Guys like Mike Glennon and Bridgewater have been in the league for years. Tyrod Taylor, too, great guy. Um, I know these players want to be starters on teams, but they have to kind of come to terms with the fact that there are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL right now, a lot of young guys, and 
there's really no place for Tyrod Taylor to be starting. It just You look around the league and you say, yeah, I don't really see that. So maybe he's going to have to settle for doing something like that, and he could be a guy that the Jets would be looking at. Inside linebacker, not a position of need, but we definitely need a little bit of depth there. I think for depth, go for Neville Hewitt. He had a good year for the Jets last year when Darren Lee was out, and uh, I'd be happy bringing him back for another year. You want to get a big-name guy in there? Who knows? Let's cut Darren Lee right now and get C.J. Mosley. That'd be awesome. That guy's a freaking rock star, and uh, it would be a huge improvement. I'm not against cutting these players to get improvements, you know? If you're... Yeah, I wouldn't cut Sam Darnold. He's the only guy I wouldn't do it. But if you want to cut um, Leonard Williams because you want to get Demarcus Lawrence, that's fine. right? If you want to cut Avery Williamson because Luke Keekley says he wants to play for the Jets, perfect. Nobody is safe. Everybody needs to be fixed and upgraded. And if they're not getting upgraded, they got to play the best season of their freaking career because the New York Jets have to start winning games. I want to watch four wins again this year. Another inside linebacker, Quan Alexander. Young guy, been injured before, but he's a tackle machine. If the Jets can get him at a uh, team-friendly deal, I think he'd be a good guy. Maybe he would take the spot of Darren Lee when uh, when he's healthy. Punter we don't need at all. We have a great punter, Locke Edwards, who's slowly working his way to like the middle of the NFL for punters. Maybe this year he'll crack top half. And uh, who knows, a couple years from now, maybe we got ourselves a Pro Bowl punter. So that's what we got going on here. Um... I know it's a lot of names. It's just some stuff to think about. They're not going to end up with almost any of these guys. They'll probably get three, four of them, except for some of those guys they're going to re-extend. Maybe like, they're a little bit more likely to get a Henry Anderson, Andre Roberts, Jason Myers type guy because they were all already under contract with the Jets. But a lot of these other guys, they're going to be gone, going to other teams, and none of it will be relevant. But it's just stuff you got to look at because when this thing comes on Wednesday and stuff is flying off the board, you're trying to think, all right, wait, who's available? What do we need? What do we have? Who did we want? It's just good to be familiar with all these names. So to kind of refresh some of the ones that I really want to go after, you got centers, Matt Paradis and Mitch Morse. Guards, Roger Saffold and Quentin Spain. Uh, cornerbacks, Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan. You got outside linebackers, Adarius Smith. You got Anthony Barr. At wide receiver, I really want Adam Humphreys, but then you could throw in like a Jamison Crowder, Funchess, Tyrell Williams, Dante Moncrief. Defensive tackle we're going to need. Maybe we see Sheldon Richardson come back in. At defensive end, if we can't get Henry Anderson to come back for a nice team-friendly deal, you could spend a lot of money on a Ziggy Ansah or Trey Flowers. Kicker would make sense to get Jason Myers back. He demands too much. Will Lutz. Harrison Butker. Kicker Turner, let's get Andre Roberts back. Let's do this one more time. That was a load of fun. Running back, everybody wants to get Le'Veon Bell, so let's do it. The guy's going to change everything. Let's make sure that he's ready to invest in this team himself and move him forward with the New York Jets. But, uh... That would be the one that I think a lot of people would be would be going crazy for. If not, Tevin Coleman. Take a look at a Mark Ingram. Tackles. If you can get a Trent Brown, Cam Fleming, Juwan James on a cheap deal, good. Otherwise, you probably want to get a, a cheaper guy to be a true backup and then uh, you know address that in the draft in next year's free agency. Tight end. Take a look at Jesse James, Tyler Eifert. Safety. If you can bring in HaHa Clinton Dix or one of these big-name other safeties, cool. Get that backup quarterback. I don't care who it is. If it's Josh McCown, Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor, Mike Lennon, just make sure they're okay with their role. Make sure they're there to help Sam Darnold learn. Make sure they're smart and a good, positive force veteran in the locker room. Inside linebacker, bring back Neville Hewitt and maybe go after a guy like C.J. Mosley, Quan Alexander, if you really want to shake the boat a little bit and, and improve that middle linebacking core. And then punter, finally a position we need not worry about. We already got our boy 
lock and load Edwards back there. So that's all set. Um, a lot of stuff that Mike McCagnin has a lot of work to do. He is a little bit on the hot seat. you got to admit, this guy can't keep losing games like this year after year. He can't have these draft picks, have all this money, and not make the team better. These are literally the recipe for making a good team is having a lot of money and having a lot of good draft picks. It's kind of what it takes when you're a good general manager to find success. So he knows he's got to do it now. Monday starts the legal tampering period, getting on the phone with these guys. Try to get them agreeing to some terms and deals. Gauge interest and, and those big-name guys that you really want, those centers that you have to get, get them on the phone early and let them know, hey, you know, this is going to be moving pretty quick. We want you as a New York Jet. What's it going to take? And you got real free agency beginning Wednesday, 3 p.m. They are going to be moves happening like crazy. NFL free agency is a huge thing. There's, you know, over a thousand players in the league. You got 53 starters on every single team. Everybody's going to go in with like 100 guys. You're going to have like 3,200 dudes going into these training camps. Essentially about that. So think of how many, and the Jets have like 22 set right now. So think of how many freaking players are going to be on the move here. Some big names, some small names, some record-setting deals that you never thought imaginable. Wow, how the heck did Adam Humphreys get $11 million? Well, because he's the best wide receiver in this free agent class, in my opinion, and there's nobody else worth getting, and everybody wants a freaking wide receiver. Just make sure that it's the right guy. Mike McCadden's pretty good at doing his contracts in a way that he can get out. Um, he makes favorable contracts for the players, but they're always favorable for the team. And hopefully he can do a lot of that, too. Find those role players, those bargain guys, and I'm going to be right back here in about a week or two, doing a free agency review, go over how many of these guys on this list did we get, what holes do we still have, and what are we going to be looking like for the 2019 season. From there, we're going to be able to see, all right, if this is what we have, this is what we need, let's start looking at the draft. We'll only have about a month from there to get prepped for the draft, figure out who we're going to take with the number three overall pick, or if we're going to trade back, and what we're going to do for the rest of this draft. This is a huge free agency for the New York Jets. They are turning everything around. They have Sam Darnold now. They have the draft capital. They have the money. It needs to happen now. Mike McCagnin knows it. So let's get to work. This is going to be an exciting free agency for the New York Jets with all this money. So if you want to follow more, you can see me on Twitter at Jets underscore Dan. That's at Jets underscore Dan on Twitter, where I'll be posting this stuff, you know, in relatively live time. My thoughts on it, who we're bringing in, updates on what the Jets are doing, cap space, things like that. And uh, other than that, I'll be back next reviewing this whole thing and how it all went down. So, you know, please feel free to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast it's, uh, on iTunes and Google Podcasts, basically everywhere you can find podcasts. It is now under the name Gangreen Nation Podcast, right? So it's uh, all the episodes titled This is the Jet Life, but it's a mix of me and Michael Nania's Gangreen Nation Podcast under the podcast Gangreen Nation Podcast. Kind of confusing. You can find it on gangreennation.com. Feel free to look there as well. And, uh, you know, tweet at me with any questions. Engage with me if you got want to talk about this stuff. you got differing opinions. You want to, you know, go back and forth on something. I'm always happy to to talk about the New York Jets, as you know. We just did this for 54 minutes. I thought this was going to be a 25-minute episode. Little did I know I wouldn't even be starting the free agency stuff until about 25 minutes in, so joke's on me. i got to work on leading this stuff down moving forward. But as always, had a great time doing this. Appreciate you guys listening, all the uh, fanmanship that we got. Let's go New York Jets. I'm Dan Burnham, and this is The Jet Life. <laughs>